Another week in the books. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Rims and Nets podcast. Your host, Rob Morris. Episode 6. I'm basically just going to focus on uh, the Game 4 collapse for the Celtics. An unbelievable turn of events from what we've seen from Game 1 all the way to Game 4. And I'm just... I'm just going to vent, I'm going to rant on what the Celtics did. I mean, b- pretty much the the transgressions of this season. And uh, right now the series is not over yet, but the it definitely looks bleak that they're going to get out of this round. And, and they're probably not, most likely not going to advance. Down three ones to the Milwaukee Bucks. It, it's very, very frustrating to watch this team. And last night's game was absolutely, um, really, really, really um, annoying and disgusting to see the way they played, and particularly in that third quarter. I mean, I think everything started to unravel. I felt like the team did not have any guts. I felt like they played with no heart and and it turned out that they you know just like I said the consi- the inconsistencies continue. You know, the regular season Celtics showed out in that third quarter when it mattered most, when when it was gut check time and they needed to to make plays to get themselves in position to at least be competitive in that game, they weren't able to find themselves. And that's probably the most agonizing thing to see that as a Celtic fan, which we've seen, you know, Doc Rivers teams and now to the Brad Stevens era, we've seen teams be hard-nosed, gritty, grimy, um, all the all the great things that you, that you root for in the team. That's what the Celtics were. Pretty much most of, you know, um, probably anything anything we're past 06. And, you know, early 2000s, I mean, it wasn't really great. But up, ever since Danny Ainge hired Doc Rivers and the Doc Rivers era started after 06 and 07, they had that rough year. And then they got Paul, they got Kevin, they got Ray, Ray Allen. Um, and they performed that big three. It's always been a grit and balls. KG made that model of grit and balls. And the t- the the mental toughness was always there for a lot of those teams that Doc Rivers had. And now when you have Brad Stevens took over this era, and same thing. I mean, I felt like he's continued that mental toughness, that gritty, grimy, hard-nosed, hard-working teams that we all loved to root for this team is nothing like that it is absolutely nothing like that and it's and I just I hate to see it it's just I really just hate to see it um normally you know after a home game the Celtics played well or they showed a valley effort you'd hear let's go Celtics Let's go. So you'd hear that chant. You didn't hear that. You heard booze. 
when they, when the team left the floor. That tells you all you need to know about how this team was this year and how the fans this, uh, perceived this team all year long. And this was a few plays that sticked out to me that just pretty much summed up the entire season, you know, of how completely mentally fragile this team has been all year long. Um, there's one play that I, I definitely could point out where uh, Jason Tatum is uh, gets into the lane, does a little Euro. So this was in the fourth quarter. He does a little Euro step. Takes forever, by the way, to get to that point where he's able to even put the ball up, you know, at the goal. And Eric Bledsoe, a 6'1 guard against a 6'8 small forward, gets his shot blocked from behind. And Tatum goes rumbling um, to the ground. And it's just like, wow. That that tells you all you need to know about this team. They're just they're just not mentally tough and and partly not really physical tough either. You know, I, I hate to really get on these guys because I mean there's a group of guys that I like on the team. I feel like Marcus Morris played with some grit in that game. Um I felt like, you know, when Smart did Coming to the game, if he came, this was his first game back from the oblique injury. He was able to, um, you know, hit a. He, he was one for five, but he did hit one three. You know, got the crowd involved, got the crowd going, and you know had a few hustle plays, got a few, you know, offensive rebounds. You know th- that team desperately needs that. You know, needed those plays to get themselves going, but it wasn't enough. Those plays just weren't even close to what they needed to to put themselves over the top in that game last night. And Kyrie Irvin had three straight games. Probably, maybe, that I've known. I've watched a lot of Kyrie Irvin. When he was with the Cavaliers, I've seen him continuously hit daggers against the Celtics. And I was like, all right. I, I, at that point, I had I had a distaste for him, you know, when he was playing with you know the Cavs with, and Le, with LeBron James, I had a distaste distaste for him, and you know, similar to how I used to dislike the Miami Heat, when you know when the Big Three battled the Miami Heat, it was a similar type of feel to those teams. Like, all right, we get Kyrie Irving on our team, that's probably what we're gonna do to other teams. And for him to absolutely just absolutely just play small and and just have a shooting display where he flat out shot flat flat out shot this team out of games at times. I felt like he his shot selection was absolutely um atrocious in this game. Like in all three, to be on all three games, he, his shot selection was atrocious. Compared to Game One, where I felt like he kind of, you know, he picked his spots appropriately. In Game Two, Game Three, and Game Four, I felt like he pressed, and it just, and the more and more he pressed, the more and more he took terrible shots. Shots where he's fading away under the rest, whereas two or three guys draped all over him. I remember there was one shot he took 
He drove all the way from the baseline. Brooke Lopez, I believe, was right on him, along with maybe Middleton or maybe Bledsoe. He he decides to take a shot fading away after he drove all the way across court from the baseline and fades away over Brooke Lopez. And Brooke Lopez is 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 highly uh, heavily contesting the shot. Why would you shoot that? Why would you even attempt that shot? Like that that tells you all you need to know. Like, all right, I get it. You wanna you wanna be a hero. You wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna pad your stats, but you should be making the extra pass. You should be getting your teammates involved, getting your teammates into the game instead of you consistently taking bad shots throughout the game. It's just it's just very very frustrating to see that performance. You know, I've. I never thought, like, at times I thought when he was a Cavalier, I was like, this guy can't miss a shot. Like, he can't, he, I mean, he continuously made tough shots over and over again. I thought he was a great finisher. He missed a lot of layups these past couple of games. So, what's up with that? So, you th- I would feel like maybe there's a s- certain focus to him that just isn't there than it normally is. I know that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Milwaukee Bucks a lot of credit. They got a very good defensive team. They were ranked number one in the NBA in defense for a reason in opponents opponent field goal percentage for a reason. Like they're a very tough defense. They have a lot of length. You know, you know, Greek Freeze potential defensive player of the year. Brooke Lopez, uh I believe he was top five in blocks this year. You know, Middleton has a lot of length to him. Eric Bledsoe's a stout defender, averaged two steals, uh, two steals on the year, I believe. So they got a lot of good defensive personnel. They, so they were playing against a good defensive team, but it's just like you're not doing your team, you're not doing your team a disservice when you decide to take ill-advised shots when there's three or four guys on you. Like you're not. I mean, at times, yeah, he moved it at times, and but it's just I felt like it was way too many of those shots that he took. It it just, it just it was just a disgusting showing. And and you seen him in the post game, saying that okay, uh, I believe Chris Gasper of the Boston Globe asked him a questions about, um. His his performances in these past couple games, how he's I believe he was nineteen of sixty two from the field in the past three games, and he just responded with, uh, that he doesn't care. Uh, I'm just I'm paraphrasing. I don't I know the exact quote, but he just said I don't care. Uh, I'm a basketball player. I'm just gonna keep shooting. I mean, similar to what Kobe Bryant used to say back in the day. I remember Kobe Bryant said something similar to that, that he's just going to keep shooting. I, I That is, it's it's a little bit, see, the thing was with Kyrie that Kyrie doesn't understand that he doesn't know what, and this is where he needs to learn how to be, this is where his leadership skills really lack. He doesn't know what to say. In a certain situation, you need to know when you need to shut up and be some um, demonstrate humility. 
and he really lacks that in the in areas when this is the time where you need to demonstrate some humility. I'm not saying you gotta be humble all the time. I don't. You don't need to display it all, that side of you all the time, but you need to know when and when to display that humility. After a, a, a tough, devastating loss like that, for you to say that you don't care shows you that he that he's literally close to being out the door. So we've seen signs of it that he, you know, that he wasn't committed to the team. But I mean, like I said, I've been at his defense for the most part. And obviously I've, I've lost a lot of respect for him because he just, he didn't portray himself the right way to be a guy that's going to supposed to be leading a team like this, that, went to two straight Eastern Conference finals the past couple of years. Like they they're been consistently a winning team. It's I know coming into the playoffs this would be a bad it would be a bad sign because this is probably the worst regular season record that Brad Stevens has had since the uh the the tank year. You know, I think they'll they'll get was it the twenty twenty sixteen season where they tanked? Yeah, I believe that the 2016-2017 season, if I'm not mistaken, or is the 2015, it's one of those two years. But I feel like it's been that bad for it's been it's it's that bad to really have a team this talented and fail to get 50 wins this year. It's it's absolutely um really disappointing in all in all in all in all ends in all aspects. For this team to be this talented and to fail to get 50 wins. But yet we still try to keep ourselves, you know, keep ourselves positive and try to, you know. Uh, let's see. Let, like I said, he wants to say all these things about, oh, we got to we gotta wait for the playoffs to start. You know, the regular season doesn't mean that much. Like I said, I, I'm here. This is, this is what I'm here for is to get us to you know, get us, you know, to play well in the playoffs and the regular season doesn't matter that much. So we always we gave him the benefit of the doubt. At least most of us Celtic fans have. Even though I've you've seen all the signs of it not being good. It's not like I didn't ignore the signs. I just was just giving him the benefit of the doubt as a Celtic fan and just trusting the process. And just thinking like, all right, let's see what he can do. I've seen him um I've seen him come through when it matters most in the past. So that's what a lot of Celtics fans are riding on. We just we just we just stupidly assumed that okay, hey, he's done it in the past against us. I think he could do give give us some of that magic in, in the playoffs this year, even though it looks like this isn't our year and so we continue to ignore those signs or continue to just say well it does i do smell a stinky smell but you know what i feel like maybe we could put some deodorant on it or air freshener and maybe it'll wash it away but that smell continued to to stay with this team and it showed itself in the past couple games it showed that 
that smell hasn't gone away. They might have put a little bit of deodorant on it. You know, Hayward getting, doing what he did at the end of the year. Uh-oh, Gordon Hayward's becoming, you know, the player that we thought he would be when we signed him. Here he is. And he's become a pumpkin in the past couple games as well. Like, it's just so disappointing in all ends. And like I said, there's a lot of blame to go on. You can't just blame it on just one guy. You can't blame it on Kyrie. You know Kyrie is the leader of this team. He should get a brunt of all that blame. Like, he he signed up for this. He signed up. He wanted to be a, a, a number one option on the team. And so far, when it started out, it it was it was successful. I felt like they they were on the right track. They won sixteen in a row the first year that he was here. What happened? Why? What made him change to be this guy that he is now? Literally out, pretty much on his way way out the door. And I, I'm not like I said. You got to give the Bucks a lot of credit. They put us in this position, but I feel like you have to be more competitive than this. If they lose tomorrow night, um, in five games, it, it's a huge disappointment. What is it? It's just a huge disappointment from where you was where you were last year, one game away from the NBA Finals. To out in the second round when you have two of your best players back. Logically, it makes absolutely no sense. And I don't know. I just, it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm lost for words to say much more. It's just, I can go on about another topic and that would be easy for me to do that. But I just, as a Celtic fan, it's, it's definitely soul crushing to go through um this digression just like from the 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 consistencies of these teams in the past to now thinking that you probably was contending for a title this year and now you're not because of of a bunch of egos that couldn't put it all together for the betterment of the team. It's it's highly, highly disappointing. So, like I said, you know, if anyone wants to watch Game 5, it'll be tomorrow night. Probably on TNT. I don't know if it's an early start. I think it might be an 8 o'clock start. So, I mean, anyone want interested in seeing them go down, I mean, they still could win. They still are not mathematically out yet, just yet. They're not eliminated yet, but I just feel like the end is near, and it just... It's just clear, losing that game last night, that it's going to be hard for them to come back in this series. 3-1, it's like nearly impossible chance. It's like a 1% chance or even less than that of coming back if we look at the percentages in history. So, I mean, like I said, you could just hope that maybe they could be the Boston Red Sox a couple years ago when they won that World Series in 04. Say a couple years ago, more more like 15 years ago. So, I don't know. I just think it's just, where do you go from there? And like I said, you lose you lose game five or whatever or whatever you end the series. Where do you go from there? You, you probably lose Kyrie Irving. Um, 
Al Horford has a player option. I don't know if he'll accept it or not. I mean, I, I would be if I was Al Horford, I probably wouldn't want to go so go another another team. But you know, who knows? I and mean, who knows how everything will shake up? You know, after this series is over, and the season season is over. What about the young guys? How how where will Tatum be? How will Jalen Brown be? Well, obviously, I don't feel Terry Rozier will be back. I mean, what a unbelievable um, regression he had this year. From being a guy that, at times last year, I thought was an impact player for them. And you didn't see none of that. You didn't see him making, you know, I thought he was a guy that you can rely on to make you know, I mean, he never really was a guy that could shoot the ball well from the field. I mean, he struggled from the field most of his career, but he was a guy that, you know, he would make timely buckets. He was nothing like that this year. And if you if you were to see him make a big shot, it was too far. It was it was pretty uh, slim at most. Like he was an absolute dreadful season. So yeah, what do the Celtics go from here? I mean, I mean, Danny Ainge is going through a lot of stress, and you know, with the mild heart attack. I mean, I know everyone has had uh, a disappointing year, including the coach Brad Stevens. I'm not leaving him out. I'm not leaving him out at all. I feel like he's had a really disappointing year as well, in all aspects. I felt like he's, as much as he wants to say that he's making guys accountable, I don't believe it. I don't believe it one bit because it it doesn't show in the play of the players because they consistently make errors and self-inflicted errors at that consistently, game in and game out. Like I said, you see the flashes. You see how great they can be, but consistently they – always make mental errors. They always cause stupid turnovers. They always have poor shot selection. And it translates into their poor defense. Whereas they were, a, uh, what was they, a top top three defense? Most of the uh, the past two two years, three years that he was he was the coach? Where were they this year? Were they, out, were they outside of the top, top five? I think they were. I think they were sixth or seventh. In defensive rating or defensive efficiency, I, I mean, it's one of those stats. But there, I remember like looking at it, and they were out of the top five because of the consist the inconsistencies of their of the of the third quarter that really has just killed them all year long. They have not been able to figure that out all year long. They don't respond to runs. It seems like Brad Stevens calls timeouts consistently late and he just I feel like he is set on his rotations he's set on his ways and he can't get himself out of out of his way and I just as a fan I'm just gonna I'm you know I'm showing a lot of passion right now to really just air this team out and how I feel but it is what it is man like everyone has to be accountable for a season that was lost like this this is a lost season. 
This team, I felt like, built was building something, building towards somewhat of a, a program where you could probably look at them like they're the Spurs or the Warriors of the East. And where are they going to be now? You're probably going to lose your star player. Al Horford might not might opt out. And then where do you go from here? You, you're back to a rebuilding situation where you thought you had a program built. All because a co- you know the coaches or a bunch of egos couldn't keep it together for the be- for the betterment of the team. And like I said, you want to say all these things, but like I said, it doesn't show. It doesn't. Sh- the proof is in proof is in the pudding that it doesn't show what you're saying. And like I said, uh, the like I said, the post game interviews. It's just it's. I don't know. I just he doesn't show enough emotion for me to you know. I've one thing about Doc. I thought he showed enough emotion. He didn't get too wild up. I mean, there's a difference between being too wild up and not showing up enough emotion. And I don't think Brad Stevens shows enough emotion for a guy that wants his players to respond to him. If you don't have much emotion and much um, passion then your team won't have much passion. So like I said, this team lacked a lot of leadership. I mean a lot of, I mean the team lacked a lot of leadership qualities. And I think Brad has a lot to do with that as well as Kyrie. I mean it, if I had to put down the blame pie, I I'd start with those two guys right there. Kyrie Irving and Brad Stevens. They weren't what they should have been this year. They clearly under underperformed what they ex- were expected. You know, I mean, obviously, you don't know what we, to expect from Kyrie, but we just thought what he was going to build on what he did last year, and it didn't show. Brad seemed the same thing. We all thought he was going to build on to what he's already accomplished, and probably instead of regressing, he would have gotten to the next level. He didn't. He underperformed. And so so did the team. The question is, I mean, everybody's going to have to look at themselves in the mirror. Like, what can I be, how could I be better to be a better, for one, be a better basketball player, two, to be a better teammate? And like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to blame everybody, but I feel like the, I mean, a few guys I felt kind of showed a little bit of, um, humility and a little bit of uh, grit and grind that you need in a player. Like I mean, like I said, Morris. I thought Marcus Morris. I thought he was really good at times. I mean, it was a time where he did struggle, but at times, for the most part this year, he's been consistent. Same thing with Jalen Brown. I thought Jalen Brown has been consistent in the second half of the year and really kind of showed himself as a as a hardworking player out there that people that the guys could rally around. But it wasn't enough of those guys, and it showed. It showed big time, particularly in the leadership area where there was no no there was no leadership at all on that team, and it really hurt them big time. Big time. So, well, I'm done with my rant. It's about a half an hour. Um, so we'll end this show 
under that note, um, like I said, I like to have more positive vibes on a show like this, but I just had to just air it out, man. I just, it was just, it was, I mean, I, I try to kept, kept it on, on the wraps, but I just couldn't do it. I had, I had, I had to just express myself and just express the frustration that I have for this team all year long. And now that we know that the season's going to be over, now I can express it all. So even though I don't know for sure it's going to be all over, but I just feel like the end is near. And we all know the end is near. No one's not, it's, it's pretty much slim to none you're going to come back from 3-1. to one. I could be overreacting, but hey, this is how I feel at this moment. I'm just going to just throw it out there. Uh, this is your host, Rob Morris. Listen to the Ribs and Nets podcast. Good night, y'all.